0: I know. It's just because I'm late because it's been a really, really high warfare day. But I hope you're having a great week. Happy Friday. And if you catch the replay, that's totally f- I understand. It's my fault I'm late. But anyway, I hope you guys are having a great week. Hey, Cynthia, good afternoon. I'm surprised I caught you. Um, actually, I'm way late, way late today. A lot of warfare today. We've had, um, it's the wonderful, I guess, the entrance into October. Hey, guys, good afternoon. It's our interest in October, and so uh, we can expect it, I guess, as we move into next month. If you haven't heard a little bit about what's going to be going on <clears throat> next month, um, I want to encourage you to go listen to Elijah Streams with Steve Schultz, um, and they were actually uh, notifying the public that maybe some things coming up. You might want to make sure you've got plenty of extra food on hand and things like that keep your car gassed up, stuff like that. Um, not sure. I'm not going to anticipate as far as trying to presume that I know what God is doing. I just am listening and trusting what I think he's saying. And so what they're saying seems to be resonating with my spirit and what God has been showing me here and there as I'm listening and seeking him out. But I hope you guys having a great week. Um, the title is kind of different today, and I want you not to get offended if I read this to you. This is what he said um he said the ass is not stupid october fire and time being fulfilled that's the title of today's message and guys they're trying to break off my connection to the anointing can you guys break that off or to my prophetic giftings that's what they're trying to break off through spells and witchcraft if you can pray about that please but you know sometimes if you want to know the truth about it you can't take sheep anywhere you can't take them anywhere um because some have become so arrogant that they've forgotten who's God and who's not. And which is why a lot of big churches are finding themselves in a quagmire right now and becoming dismantled in this season because of sheep placing more stock in themselves, no pun intended, instead of giving glory to God. They place more stock in themselves. What does that mean? More stock, more stock, sheep or livestock, Sheep are considered a commodity. Sheep are considered a revenue-building tool, which you are not supposed to be. If people aren't pouring into you, helping to build you, and helping you to become the best you possible, something's wrong with that barn. Something is wrong with that manger. And Jesus found himself in the same position, by the way, where there was no place for him to stay. So he ended up staying in a manger because he wanted to go where the sheep were at. He always wanted to be where the sheep were at. And so let's get back into the message here. But the Lord is saying, for those sheep who have refused to listen and obey the will of God are now incurring his wrath in the dismantling of God's power within those houses. Meaning he's pulled his spirit back. He's riding Ichabod on those doors. I said that a little bit on Tuesday because the vessel that refuses to acknowledge God's will and his ways is the vessel headed for disaster. Is where on God's timeline and not our own. And if you've chosen to go and demand your own way, where true love never demands its own way, you have to remember this is a season of judgment. And so we don't get to act dismayed when judgment hits our houses. When we do things our own way and we start acting against God's will. You can't outdo, you know, I got the best news. God has been been talking about his will, his way, his will, his way and we have a lot of people in the body of christ right now a lot of big names who think they're god they think they're god over other people's lives they think they're god over the sheep they think that they literally are god because of god's spirit flowing through their vessels in the way that they have built their name they have built their house they have built their their kingdom you notice i said they 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 and there was a time in a season where god was in it with them the spirit of god was in it with them until they got in the way when you get they in the way you become an i me my mind vessel where god pulls his spirit back and he will stop using your vessel because you're taking credit for his glory when he's only included you to be a part of the story and so everyone we find it and i've seen this coming for a long long time where i've seen a lot of vessels and i knew this was going to happen when i first saw. Saw the fivefold, hey guys, good afternoon. When I first saw the spirit hitting vessels, when God says I was pouring my spirit out on all flesh, and I thought, boy, this could go south real quick. <laughs> That's what I thought years ago. I thought this could go south really quick because man has an inclination and a penchant to take credit where credit's not due. And I knew that the minute people started getting um, hey, good afternoon, I knew that when people started getting a taste of power. You don't put power on a corrupt heart. That's what the Lord says. He's not going to give power to people who can't handle it. It's in his word. Well, look it up. Oh, hey there, man. So it's good to see you. I'm glad to know it was you. So it's always good to see you guys. Good afternoon, everybody. So but he won't put power on a corrupt heart, which is why God is trying to get the body into deliverance ministry. It's why he's trying to get us to start Choosing to change and being changed. Take hey, it, afternoon, everybody. I know I'm way late. I, I cannot apologize more. It's just that the warfare has been really, really high today, and even getting the message out has been difficult. They do not want you hearing what I've got to say, and so they come against my gifts and everything, but that's all fixing to stop. So just keep com- keep coming forward with me. But so... I knew that that was going to become a problem in the body of Christ 25, 30 years ago when I started seeing God's spirit poured out on our flesh. And I started seeing him operate on different vessels and you'd see the weaknesses show up on vessels and things like that. Hey, everybody. And we would see God, I would see God use different vessels and then I would see him maybe not give God the glory and... And they started thinking more of themselves than they ought and i've had this happen in a few churches where i went in and i had prophets abusing their authority over my vessel and i've got i got fed up with these people uh where they instead of honoring god instead of honoring and encouraging people um they were giving and they were pointing out every negative thing you hadn't been delivered of yet and i'm thinking okay i'm a deliverance minister I can handle that. That's cool. That's what I'm called to do. But I knew it wasn't God's way. And so I thought, boy, this is really, uh, really bad, God. And he goes, He goes, well, just stay with me in this. And so God then took me through a journey in the body of Christ of watching different leaders over a course of 20 years. And I started seeing, gosh, constant, uh, constant bad behavior, constant uh, bad, imp- I mean, where people misrepresenting God. And they really gave God, so giving God a bad name. And I can see sheep would get really, really disillusioned. I can see that. So this is where we're at, um, which is why God's raising up deliverance and ministers this hour to try to help the body get free. And, and he's raising up truth prophets, double-sided swords of truth with double sides of mercy on some other prophets. So truth always comes in first to do it like a weed whacker kind of a thing. And he whacks the weeds down really close. Have you ever done that in the spring? Where he tells you to just whack just use the weed whacker whack it down rack whack it down to a nub and then because it causes more fruit to to bear it causes more fruit to manifest and so that's his objective is to get you to bear more fruit and so Lord's saying if you haven't noticed the last three revs, the Lord is getting us prepared Uh, he's getting us prepared for what's coming he's getting us prepared and so if you've been obedient and you follow doing what God's asked you to do, you're aligned you're aligned and and you think and some some of, some of these people think that they have, yet they're losing power. That's a number one indicator you're not aligned. that's a difference if If you're moving forward and you're coming up in the spirit and you're coming forward in power, you're aligned and if you're coming up in love, you're coming up in love, that's the heart of God. if you're doing your own thing and you're still choosing to do your own way and you're losing power and you're still demanding your own way that's just stuck on stupid if you ask me i'm just going to put it out there with the most of respect so let's get into the current timeline of god what's going on in your atmosphere witchcraft is amping up because of where the nation's at. I just spoke about that. And the prophets are saying that everyone needs to have plenty of food and water, et cetera, et cetera, along with being cautious about false flags. As we enter into the Halloween season, I don't celebrate that. I'm not being religious about it. My dad died on Halloween. We don't celebrate that day for that reason and many others. But we're getting a taste of the demonic before we ever enter into this new place. And so God is showing us how the enemy's operating. <clears throat> as well as how the enemies infiltrated the church, educating the sheep. You Notice that he's educating the sheep now, just like he's educating unbelievers in the world about what was going on in their world, all seven mountains. And we saw what was going on in the head mountain. God says government will rest on the shoulders of Jesus. So he's showing us the government in the church. That's leadership. He's having the sheep take notice of their leaders now. Oh, I didn't think I was going this way today, but this is just just came out of my spirit. So he's having us look at what's going on and why we're not where we're supposed to be in the natural and by the spirit. Remember, the spirit contributes to the natural and has to manifest first in the spirit before it can manifest in the natural. But if things aren't aligned, if people aren't aligned in the government mountain and leadership, then you've got trouble. You've got problems all the way across the board. And so God is aligning. He's doing a forced alignment now. He warned him before he was going to do it. He said, if you do this, you'll get this. It's Deuteronomy 27 and 28. And if you keep going your own way, you're going to get this. You're going to lose your house. He warned him for the last two years. <clears throat> but we're already getting a taste of it before we even enter in. And so what we're seeing in the, in the spirit, in the blatant spirit, which is the occult, they're becoming desperate to stop the remnant we moving higher in the spirit of God, just like we're seeing in the church now that we're seeing it in the natural now. We're seeing desperation where people in the natural are desperate to stop this move from coming forward of freedom, the freedom move. And in the spirit, we're seeing it in the cult and we're seeing it within corrupt leadership. We're seeing it. You can only expect it. <clears throat> and I'm warning the corrupt leaders out there, if you're caught up in this mess, better repent. I'm only giving, I mean, God's already warned you. A lot of you already had Ichabod written on your doors. So God's glory is departed. You have no more firepower. That's why you can't win. And I'm not trying to be uh, facetious in saying that or arrogant in saying that. I'm just, I don't know really what to say to some of you. Honestly, in my heart, I can't believe. <clears throat> um. I can't believe that it is even degraded down into this place where people would actually challenge the Lord, when He tells him to do something, because I don't know about you, but I've been sensing uh, the Lord draw near. He's been drawing very, very near. And when I sensed that, I thought, "Ooh, somebody's in trouble." Am I in trouble? I start with me. Am I? Did I do something? Because He does. He draws near His people when He starts sensing harm come to them. And I'm just like, "Ooh," and, and He's done that to me before. He's taking my face in His hand. I've never had Him do that one time, and I was so. I can't even express the. I was afraid. I was very afraid. I was afraid I was in trouble. And he took my face in his, and I saw his vastness. He's so big. I can't even express the vastness of God. And it was so overwhelming to my spirit. And I and I was like, why did I do something? And he said, no, I just wanted to see if I saw myself in you. And I was so touched by that. As a dad, I mean, because. I haven't had a dad in so long and so it was like he's my dad God is my dad and the fact that he would take time to do that for me and just to look into my heart and see my heart because he knows your heart and so to have that in God is phenomenal phenomenal So this is what we're at we're seeing everyone's in the this is what's happening within the body right now well we're seeing the sheep act so badly it's not just within your peer level it's within leadership now we're seeing it in the natural, we're seeing it by the spirit in the church. This is what's going on. We're seeing everyone's insecurities manifest because they've chosen to got to uh they've chosen not to get healed as well as what's which we're being able to see what's inside their hearts. God said out of the heart flow the issues of life, and if a vessel lacks the pure stream of God obtained through deliverance, they're going to reflect this they don't have they can't help it they're going to reflect this um but the position that your vessel, the Lord is saying in this hour, for many of you who are being positioned, the good news is this. This is what I got excited about. Tell told me about Isaiah 43, 13. And I'll get to that here in a second, which means what God has put in place, it cannot be undone. God says, I've known you before the foundations of the earth, and whom I call, I qualify. That means he's given your vessel a prerequisite of Attributes and firepower that you're going to enter into and mature into, if you so choose, and it—that's it, only if you comply and work with him and get free, if you so choose, and then you get to enter into destiny. But if you don't, don't get, don't get it. That's just what it is. But you can't undo what God has done. That's what it, Isaiah 43:13 is saying. So it doesn't matter what the devil's trying to do right now. And it's the same in this hour with our nation. You can't undo what God has done. Pardon me. You can't undo God's timeline. You can't undo what God has got planned for this nation. You can't undo it. it. Doesn't matter if you're the occult. It doesn't matter if you're Joe Blow, Joe Super Senator. I don't know, or Joe Super Christian. It doesn't matter. He doesn't care. He doesn't care who you think you are. If you think more of yourself than you think of him, then your sin's fixing to find you out. Your heart. Out of the heart flow the issues of life. Your sin will find you out. So we're coming into understanding these things. But God says, I preordained many of you before time began because of the way I made your vessel. So no one should complain about where God has placed them spiritually because he knew what you could handle warfare-wise. So if you're complaining, the Lord says you're ungrateful. You're ungrateful and you're misaligned. And you should be grateful. Because you have no idea what testings vessels go through to get what God has given them, but the good news is is that God is the one keeping these vessels in place himself acts five thirty nine If something's of God, not fighting that vessel, you're fighting God, hallelujah, hey Connie, and so because God knew now this is so, this fascinates so much, this is why I love spending time with the Lord. Because he tells me stuff. He just tells me the secrets about his heart and the different things. He explains life to me <clears throat> and explains people to me. And so I, I just, I don't know. I don't really worry too much about stuff because I know he's in control. But he told me this. He said, I knew that man would become corrupt. So that's why I put preordination into place over vessels for the time periods I placed them into. I preordained those vessels. For I've willed those vessels to be used in certain ways, and because I knew man would try to assert my authority, just like Satan did before he fell. Because of the times they live in, the darkness is getting darker, darker, and the light is getting lighter. So when we see this darkness rising up on vessels, we shouldn't be in dismay. We shouldn't be worried. We shouldn't be getting into, uh, well, what's the problem? Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> kind of a thing, and sometimes you can't help but wonder that, thinking, "What is your problem? You have MR. I, mean, I don't know what to say." You know, you can't go. I mean, you know, sometimes you have to be honest and ask yourself that in your humanity. But God's saying, "I'm telling you, both people need to know." Just like Satan fell, and many men are fixing to fall. Many women and men are fixing to fall in this hour, because when you come against God's anointing. That says, I need you to take me very seriously because both come with judgment. Where, like Satan, the party that participates in this type of action loses their entire portion of kingdom because of arrogance and disobedience. Satan lost his He could have had it all. He was the top dog when he was in the heaven. <clears throat> if God is a lot and you're ungrateful for what God has already given you and you're continuing to be duped by witchcraft, let me tell you something. This is the strategy of the devil in this hour. Let me tell a lot of you leaders this. This is where you need to repent. I say this respectfully, so please forgive me if I sound arrogant to you. I'm not trying I'm just a, a blunt. I'm a straight shooter. That's all. But the strategy is this. If you're dealing with time. If your calling deals with time, and we're all about time in the season that we're dealing with, and you're you're arguing with God about what you want and what he said he's going to do, and and then, how do I say this, God, without really blowing it out of the water? Um, the strategy of the enemy is this. The strategy of the occult against you is this. Is that he's using people that deal with time and leadership right now. Any of you that deal with time. There are many of you that deal with it as, as the new move goes. And, and the old guard, you're continuing with the old guard as well. And and so the old guard, some of the old guard were the prerequisite and they were used by God to enter the body into learning about time. And then but the problem is, is that the occult saw the weaknesses. They presented a lot more weaknesses through magic and spells that they released upon him. So if God, uh, excuse me, if the enemy can use the old against the new, the house divided itself will fall. You will create an implosion in America, hinder it from getting its freedoms back. I'm telling you point-blank and if the occultists, you're not gonna stop God's movie already lifted up people be God and you're not you God some of you thank you so smart biting yourself in the butt because that stuff see you don't understand what the devil never tells you guys in the occult is that you're serving a little G you're serving a little G that got his butt kicked all over the battlefield and got kicked out of heaven and all of third of his forces got kicked out of heaven and he was stupid enough to take on a holy god a big god big g stupid enough to do it and then all of you people are stupid enough to follow him you're just gonna follow him right on into hell And i'm just like <laughs> that doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out have you read the end of the book the end of the book says god wins we win and so I'm not trying to be arrogant and telling you that. I'm just telling you the point of play. But what happens is these demons lure you away from your opportunity for love, and you're trying to be your own little G. We've got it in the church. We've got it in the world. We've got all these people trying to be their own G, trying to be their own God. And what the devil's setting them up for is to spend their life in hell. And you have no idea. If you've ever been to hell, I've been to heaven many, many times. I don't ever want to go to hell. But one of my friends died and went to hell. And God raised him from the dead. That's and, and and literally we were both called to give our testimonies on the same day without realizing what the other's testimony was. And the Lord let me talk about heaven, and then I got up and my friend went up and gave his, and I was like, about it floored me because it was pretty scary. And and the problem is is for shepherds who have been disobedient to God, so you can go pretty far down in hell. The farther you go, farther you go. Excuse me. The worse it is, you're tormented, and so I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you that's been my when I've heard about it is like I don't ever want to find out. But why would you want to be separated from love? Why would you want to be separated of of joy in a life of true fulfillment when you could submit to a holy God and it's not trying to confine you, free you? It brings life to serve the Lord. It brings life to serve Jesus. Jesus God. He's has the Son the Holy Spirit, three and one. And so, but without him, we can't do anything. Do you understand? You're not your own G. You don't wake yourself up in the morning. Do you understand? You can't provide for yourself. You, you won't wake up tomorrow unless God gives you a breath to do it with. So there's no way you're even a God. That's foolishness. That's why he's saying you need to recognize who's God and who's not quickly. And if you've tried to be your own God, you need to repent quickly. Time's a wasting, time's getting short. So this is where we're at. He's telling the people that have chosen to be their own God, that have trying to usurp God's will, that it comes with judgment. Because God says, I will not share my glory with anybody. And anybody caught aiding and abetting these people, if you're trying to uh, cause another brother to stumble, and you know what's right, and you're getting a check in your spirit, and you're still going down the road with Him. We talked about that on Tuesday. Everybody gets burnt. Trust me, everybody gets burnt. I've seen it too many times. I'm a prophetess of judgment. And I don't mean that arrogantly. I'm just, it's the way God's used me for 35 years. But I don't open my mouth unless something to say. And it's not usually going that direction. That's very rare. I've only seen that maybe. Four times in my whole life where God has taken someone home because of judgment. I don't ever want to see that again. I think that's very scary, and I feel your heart's getting heavy over here. Don't get scared. I'm just telling you that if you're being obedient, what do you have to be afraid of? At least you have a holy fear of God. Seriously. That's why he wants you to be reverent towards him. I don't think the body, I don't even think the world realizes how holy he is. Do you understand how holy he is? And we lost that much respect for him. We don't realize how holy he is. Which moves us into why it's important to be grateful. Because when you start getting into demanding your own way or demanding to be entitled to something that God has, you think you have a right to. God says, I already built you. I know how I made you. I know what you can handle. I know what's coming in the future for you. Who are you to tell me how to do my job? Or who to appoint do not to appoint? Who do you think you are? The Lord's saying, I'm telling you in this season, learn to be grateful. Learn to be grateful for your portion of kingdom. The kingdom that you already have, which is taking us to 1 Corinthians 4, 7, that states, for you... Who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, if you received it, why do you complain as if you didn't receive it? God gave you a portion. He gave you a portion. He's trying to tell us, okay, I realize I'm raising men and women up in this hour. Who are you to complain about your portion? This is what happens to covetous people who refuse to appreciate what God has given them. The bottom line, we all need to stay in our lane, appreciate what God has given us. Final note on that. You cannot undo what God has done before the foundations of the world, especially destinies, taking us to Isaiah 43 13. I never thought he'd have me do this, but he is. I'm going to give you four versions of this. And if you don't get it, then there's a problem. But he states with Isaiah 43.13. It's the first one. It is the new international version. Yeah. Yea, since the day I was with, I am, excuse me, since the day was I am he. There is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work and who can hinder it? The AMP version, even from eternity, I am he. And there's no one who can rescue from my hand. I act and who can revoke or reverse it? The CEV version, I'm God now and forever. No one can snatch you from me or stand in my way. And then the Darby version, Yay, since the day was, I am he, and there is none that delivereth out of my hand. I will work, and who shall hinder it? That incorporates to me everything that God does, everything he has done, and what he's predestined. That's what it means. Everything he's done, it's in his hand, and who shall hinder it? Who shall stand in his way? Who can revoke it or reverse it? So, who are we? To demand our own way. Which takes us into the actual message today. We're doing pretty good on time. Isaiah 41, 17 through 43, 13. I just realized I was on that. I didn't realize that until now. Wow. So it's talking about God's sovereignty. And the Cyrus anointing rising up. Well, I did not know it ended on that, by the way. I, I popped that in there. And I was so busy trying to get it done. Wow. God confirms himself. And twos are more. Praise God. So the background is this in isaiah 41 17 through forty-three through thirteen, the background is that god's people were in exile would you not agree we're kind of feeling like we're in exile we're kind of locked down hostile takeover and we're they were concerned about their future are you concerned about your future because of all the things that be building up around them but god for them that's for you well, God's been telling me for about three days now, and I didn't get it until about yesterday. But he was telling me, I need you to trust me in everything. Trust me in all your tests. Testings come um, to teach you things. So testing has come upon America to teach us a few things. I believe on America to teach us what we once had, or what we have still, hopefully, and, and teach us not to ever let go or lose the reverence for a holy God to lose our first love. That's the test. When you lose your first love, you lose it all. Do you understand? We almost lost it all. I said almost lost. And I meant it. We haven't lost it. But God is trying to teach us to trust him again in all things. Because God wants us to know he can make a worm eat its way through a piece of iron if he wants to. He's that creative and the real test was that israel was learning that regardless of enemy combatants god's ways and god's will will always win he was just trying to give all the sheep the ability to jump on board before he had to judge between the disobedient and those who had been obedient you see And this is interesting to me because i know we're in a season now where we're all learning about creative faith decreeing a thing decreeing a thing decreeing a thing so the enemy knows he the enemy uses the bible with the torah along with their magic they use it in spells they use it with magical laws they use it in chants. they use it in rituals you need to bind up those things i'm telling you what to bind by the way please and, um, but they use these things. Then you need to collapse all that stuff. Every hex, vex, chant, spell, voodoo, hoodoo, roots, potion, spells, incantations, red, white, and black magic, evil altars, cauldrons, puppets, voodoo dolls, evil tongues, demonic realities, demonic cloaks, and arrows, witchcraft, prayers, prayers, pray to miss, scripture, spoken, in malice. But who's the second portion of that? Witchcraft, prayers, pray to miss. I gave you the first half of the problem, but they're not, that's a no-brainer. That's like. They're not really even a a problem, Um, and they're easy to win against because God always wins. God and you will always win. The second half is a problem. When you have dysfunctional sheep, dysfunctional leaders running around, whipping out the word of God and and abusing their authority, abusing their platforms, abusing the anointing on people that they think they're going to get their way with until God shows up on the spot and God says, really big boy, really big girl? fixing to whoop you every which way but Sunday and I mean that respectfully because God's not putting up with it anymore he's tired of the dysfunction he's tired of the abuse he's tired of man taking his glory he's tired of man abusing his spirit for their own personal gain this is a severe warning I cannot even express how severe this is. don't you feel it in the spirit on this God means what he says. He says what he means, and he means what he says. He warns you all the way down the pathway before judgment hits. And so we're seeing a lot of corruption, and every one of them think that they're God. And what they don't realize is how their vessel has no power without the Spirit of God flowing through them, but it's already starting to diminish. It's diminishing because of their own disobedience. And so some of these people are even arrogant enough to challenge God. Just like, and this is where the conversation gets a little sketchy. I'm just going to ask you to bear with me. I'm a Christian. I'm a spirit-filled Christian. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm just telling you what he told me. What he said. Just like the stubbornness of Balaam, which led him to an untimely death. The Lord said, I had to meet him on the path where his ass spoke to him. You ever had your ass speak to you before? I don't know, I'm not asking you to get a visual on that, but he his ass that he owned, the donkey he owned, was literally smarter than he was because at least the ass knew when to stop on the road when he saw the Lord. Did you did you understand that? The donkey knew. And, and most pastors are really, really kind and they'll they'll use the word donkey. You no, know, I'm gonna say ass. I'm gonna say ass. Because the ass had more brains than Balaam. He did. And which means Balaam was apparently more stupid than the animal. Because he wouldn't listen. And it caused him his own demise. He could have had the whole kingdom. He was a really, really, he was a prolific prophet. He was well known. And he, what he didn't understand is that he thought, what he really forgot was that he thought he was God. And he could do anything he wanted with his prophetic gifting. He went and cursed people and he used and abused his platform until God got a hold of him. And God said, Yeah, you really, and Lord had a sword in front of him. Oh, my. So, through all of our conversations, your conversations with this prophet, um, God's been showing you and telling you the way back to his heart. Would you not agree? He's been slowly showing you what's going on from faith to faith and glory to glory. He's talking to you about what's happening in C1, Chamber 1, Chamber 2, Chamber 3, and Chamber 4. You've now entered into moving into the seven spirits of God, into the seven spirits of God. And that's the highest place. And you have to be invited in each year. It's like trying out the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, telling you boys to go get a few pom-poms out there if you want to. (laughs) kidding but it's seriously you have to you literally have to pass the test you have to be able to be invited through through the eye of the needle every year and so just like the navy seals have to be trying out it, every year god will do a heart inspection every year they're going through the eye of god and he's looking at things he's trying to see if you were faithful to get delivered of things hey pascal good afternoon everybody but the lord is saying if if you're choosing to do what you've done in past seasons, because I haven't called you out on it yet, Lord says you're you're highly mistaken as to your ability to climb higher. I won't allow you. I won't invite you in, because if you remember my conversation with you on Tuesday, God was talking about when you go to a five star restaurant and how you have to dress a certain way, and how when He invites you into kingdom, and you you and he, you come out of the zodiac clock. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You come out of the zodiac clock, which is the flesh, and then you get saved, you get redeemed, and you God places the super on your natural through the Maseroff. That's where the twelve tribes of Judah come in, and you start moving through time, and you start moving through the attributes of God's personality and His heart. But He's trying to get the flesh off you, and if you refuse to deal with your weaknesses, you don't get to move through time anymore. You get stuck, and the occult sees this. They know this. They know how to loosen. Spells over you hello leaders please listen they are loosening spells over a lot of you. you need to be breaking them off of your congregations breaking them off your life daily that have gotten you caught up in past seasons where you've got caught up in strange fire instead of moving and being refined by Holy Ghost fire where you can continue moving through the eye into the higher dimensions of Christ doesn't mean you've been disqualified Just means God's trying to purify to use you at higher levels to help people in your portion of kingdom he's trying to help clean up the sheep you've been lifted up for such a time as this but many people are getting so distracted right now and they're getting all caught up in this competition spirit in this sense insecurities that they haven't gotten delivered of yet pardon me and and so they're 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 looking out and especially if you've done the same thing for a while and maybe you're bored you know i can guarantee you God's already told me about my calling. He goes, Missy, you'll be you'll spend your whole life studying about my heart. You'll spend your whole life, because I've lifted you up for such a time as this. He told me this in heaven 35 years ago. He told me, and I was gonna stay. I was asking him to stay. If I could stay. And he said, No. I i I'm calling you to help bring the glory and the love back, you and a few others. I thought, okay, what does that mean, God? <laughs> what does that mean? I spent the next 20 years trying to figure out what it meant, what it meant, if I can talk. Going through all these testings and running into all these crazy people. And I'm sorry, because it was, you have to admit, some of the people you run into in the church are just flat crazy. And they, this whole, I don't know what, I don't know. I'll just shoot straight up with you. Some of the stuff I see is just like crazy, train crazy. And I'm thinking, you need to get a grip on her to get some psychological deliverance, one or the other. Because all this drama and stuff that I'm seeing, like, Lord, life is not that hard. It is not that hard. Boy, did I ever tell you about the guy that I met? I'll tell you about this. <laughs> you know. I've had some really crazy issues <laughs> with with running into people. But it, God teaches me through them all. But I ran into this young man and he and I didn't haven't hadn't have never dealt with anybody who dealt with uh Tourette's, Tourette's, And I didn't know what that was. And every time he got around me, it never manifests if we were in a group of people, and I think God just did it to test me, to be honest with you, I really think it was my personal test. So He was in this group full of people, but it would only manifest when He got around me personally. And I was thinking, what is your deal? Without for- remembering that I'm, I was a deliverance minister, <laughs> so of course there's an anointing there to force that manifestation. But I didn't, I'd forgotten about that. So my best friend at the time tells me, she said, "Missy, do want you to lunch with us." Da 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 da. And I'm thinking, cool, that's fine. I was excited. And so-and-so's coming and I was like okay I'm thinking I'm thinking God why do I have to go I'll be not I don't think bad about me I'm thinking why do I have to go God he's so strange and the Lord said let go and show love and I'm thinking Lord Lord he said I'll be with you okay that's cool so we go we go to Jason's belly and we're in line go through the line I sit down he sits beside me and I'm thinking Grace, 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 because then he starts doing the tick thing. He's got these ticks, and he's moving, and, and and it's over over the top. I looked at him. It was enough. I'd had enough. I looked at him. I said, dude, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> You're out of control. And it, it, off the chain, he starts screaming at me. You can't talk to me that way. You what do think. And I'm on overload. I'm overwhelmed and I'm like, That's what I'm talking about and I'm like god That's what I'm talking. Why did you put me in this situation? God you had me meet these strangest people people and so then I the manager comes over and the manager escorts us all out. We all have to leave We didn't get to eat eat lunch and he gets so mad. The little guy got so mad And I felt bad. I did felt bad after I found out what was going on if I had I known I would have dealt with it differently but he went and rode the bus all day long. He got on the Austin bus and he rode the bus all over town. He was so mad. I was like, my best friend told me that. And she's like, you got him so upset, Missy. He went and rode the bus all day. He went and rode the bus all day. And I was like, like a personal issue. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. So, those are my issues with strange people. But I'm tired of strange people. I'm tired of strange people. I'm just kidding. I love strange people. I've learned to love strange people because I've gotten to be. I'm a little strange, probably to other people too. But the whole point is you don't have to be weird (laughs) to be godly. You don't have to be weird. You don't have to try to make the anointing happen. You don't have to try to that's what I see too. I see a lot of that too. People trying to force and they come try to come shove you down. I'm like, I'm not doing courtesy falls today. Thanks so much. We're not doing that. I want it to be the real deal. Real deal. I'm not going to be so upset that I'm going to go ride the bus all day. <laughs> You're not going to upset me today. So, anyway, let's move on. So, God's saying in this hour, we have a choice to change or be changed. I should have told that young guy that. You got to change or be changed. I didn't say that. He showed up at another meeting. He avoided me, by the way, and, I, and that was probably a good thing. But, because he had some real, he had a lot of critters on him. He'd been, plus, he already been homeless and. It was just bad. It, it, his story was kind of sad, but yeah. So I mean, it was just hard, you know. And there, you know, there are people that you're gonna meet. And I do have compassion for people. Don't please don't take that wrong. Um, I have deep compassion for people. God has changed me. a lot. Um, and I think the reason I responded that way was because of what I didn't know. Had I known that he was Tourette, had Tourette's, I would have reacted on a completely different. It was stressful, and I don't want to go through it again. But um. It is what it is, but you gotta love people and you got all kinds of people, church, but that still doesn't give us the right as we get back on track not to change. It doesn't give us the right not to change. And you know, the Lord is saying those that refuse to change or be changed in this season that we're walking into are the ones that sinned against him. Because all along he shows us see that young man was of the world, he was he was trying to get to know Christ. So he people in the church don't we don't have a choice not to change and he's warning us about what season we're operating in right now as we get back on track but it's it's why the Lord wants you to know it's why a lot of these people who have been disobedient in past seasons are chasing you they're chasing you because they're seeing the firepower rise up in your vessel and they're thinking what happened what happened what happened is that you didn't listen in To me, I'm not. God has got the right to be discriminative as to who comes near his spirit or his heart. I mean, because he's trying to save you from yourself. If he allows you to come near him like you are, you'll get struck dead, Aaron's sons. You'll get struck dead. Or Uzziah, you can't touch him any way you want. You can't. So, the Lord's saying you need to be keeping your eyes on God. Those of you who have been obedient and keep climbing, warrior, because in this season, the only ones entering the land are the ones who have complied and done what God told them to do. The prophets, you have been warned. Some of these people have prophets in their own families who have been mourning them all along. Yet they thought that they knew more than God. And now here they find themselves yelling at their ass. I'm not being crass. No pun intended. When all along it was they that were the ass refusing to listen. Matter of fact, those prophets are still speaking to them. And they have there are still some refusing to listen. But God is saying this hour, no one can oppose my choice or my actions. And just like Balaam, God is allowing them to wear themselves out until or unless they choose god's way or they get the ramifications of doing it their own way which moves us into ephesians 2 1 through 22 it talks about from death to life the lost sinners are not just sick people needing help they're dead people they're dead people needing life which they can only find in christ jesus who moves them from bondage to freedom how many of you felt like in the body of christ and this just dawned on me when i read that where you felt like for a season, you were the Josephs probably, where God allowed you to experience a type of death where you felt like, what happened? What happened? I, I was faithful and passed. I did exactly what I felt like you were telling me to do. And then all of a sudden, all this fire, all this demonic stuff started happening to you. Was that you? Was that you? That was me. And all my family, I've had to go through the mockery. I've had to go through all these people going, ha, ha, ha. You got what you deserve. What did I do? What did I do except for serve the Lord? And because they didn't like the spirit that you were flowing in or um, the power of God flowing through you, they wanted to see you fail. They wanted to fail. And God said, these are the types I'm raising up in this hour Are those that are deemed least likely to succeed. Because you've gone from death to life. You've died to self. You let me change you. And Lord says, but you have an excuse. Excuse me, not you. The the world has an excuse. The church does not. That's what he's saying. The world has an excuse as lost sinners. The church does not. Because the bound sheep in the world are the people that are going to be sheep in the kingdom, they are bound not by their own doing. Neither are you some of you. But A lot of you are bound because of bad shepherds. We'll get into that here in a second, too. But the world is bound in bondage to the world, the flesh, and the devil. And the only thing keeping the sheep dysfunctional are people choosing not to change or be changed, or people being herded into places where they're not being transformed. And God has a problem with this. You can't free yourself. God's trying to free as many people in the body as he possibly can but not a lot of people are listening we still have a lot of people operating in an old wineskin skin or operating in an apparatus of religion and he's like I've been saying telling you what to do to get free you know he, he tells us how to pass the test and, and and for those people who have been raised in church by the way it's gonna be a little bit hard on you because a lot of people have been raised up under this apparatus and it's all they've ever known where we and I've experienced it a little bit too when God took me back in the church and I'm gonna say we because when I was in there I went there briefly I was I didn't really go and I stopped going I went briefly for about two and a half years after my father passed away and it was so weird people were so weird to me I thought people you can't even relate with them You can't relate because it was such and it's not that I didn't know the Lord it's just that I I'm such an authentic personality that I'm I love people that are down to earth and that allow you to be and so, the people that I related the, with the best were the people who knew the warm, unconditional love of Jesus. The Lord started showing me the difference the flock. He started showing me the differences in parts of the flock. And I thought, oh my gosh, so what, what does this mean? And he started showing me and teaching me about the fivefold. I was learning about all of it at the same time. And then he started teaching me about the dysfunction and the abuse of the fivefold and how we had different people. Abusing his power, and then it went on, and that's what he's showing me to this day. And I thought, oh my God, this is a train wreck looking for a place to happen. And so now we're in this process where God is cleaning up the sheep, He's cleaning up the church, cleaning up America. Those who choose to participate. Lord, saying the problem that He's got is while He's trying to free the body. There are so many that refuse to acknowledge that the only power they have is the power of God that he has allowed them to operate in which is given to them for his glory not their own we have so many leaders and sheep who have taken credit for something that was never theirs So instead of ministering and trying to evangelize to a lost and dying world we have leaders trying to build their own platforms ministries that so big that there's no way they can attend to all the sheep The sheep are malnourished, and they're getting behind in the kingdom because those leaders forgot the main thing, which is love and kingdom. And the Lord's saying, God did not give you life and just expect you to stay in the cemetery or in bondage. He came to set the captives free, which is why he raised up leaders he wanted to serve with him, through him. God lifted up leaders who he could hopefully trust to sit beside him in heavenly places, but they have chosen to go their own way, leading the sheep astray, where now many sheep have been unprepared for the hour we're now living in. The sheep are panicking because they don't know how to operate in the kingdom because of so many leaders only preparing a place for themselves instead of for God's family. The Lord says, but this is nothing new to me. Jesus said this. This is nothing new to me. They didn't have a place at the end for me, at my birth. When a new move comes, Jesus was that new move, if he didn't grasp that, the forerunner. When a new move comes on the scene, God has to revert to the manger or the barn where the true sheep dwell to begin drawing those away from shepherds who will not comply. God is saying in this hour to many shepherds, This is not your show. It's mine, and you need to get your eye back on the prize, because when we believe more in ourselves than we do in God, we have nobody but ourselves to blame when things start going south. Because man never built anything but a mess. It's Christ who builds the house of God, which has nothing to do with it. Bringing us to Psalm sixty-seven, one through seven, Lord saying, "Get on board and get your focus back." gotta wrap this up real quick if the church doesn't get its act together how will a lost and dying world find him about that because without maturity in christ how would the church ever gain its spirit of true love back which comes through the sheep obeying the one shepherd if you know him if you're obeying him because in this hour, not only has the world lost its way, but so has the church. And God's desperately trying to get all sheep back on board to where we begin to get our focus back. We get our firepower. It's all about firepower. Do you understand? And only God can give you that power. But you've got to choose to mature and get free if you want it. Coming in through the 12 gates are easy. Coming in through the 7 will cost you something. Sin gives pleasure for a short time because of man's self-righteousness or righteousness, which can never fulfill the demand of God's holy law, especially if a man persists in staying in his own ways. Again, the world has an excuse. The church does not. Which brings us to Proverbs 23:29. 35 as we wrap this up today where the lord is saying there's only true wine get this right listen to this within the wine of this new move that some of you are called to operate in the lord says you can't mix the holy with the unholy and then thinking that you're going to outmaneuver god you can't do that you can't mix the word with your heart thinking you're going to win you can't do that you can pray the word all day long but if you've got corruption in your heart, it'll always be thrown down by God because he can't, well, we're sinners. You can't act like you're a friend of God and then sin against him while speaking his word because he is the word. You can't do that. You can't use it with malice. You can't use it through witchcraft prayers. You can't use it with malice in your heart thinking you're going to manipulate him and get your way because he's, you know, it's power. Not in this hour. This is what it says. It says, who has woe? Who has sorrow, who has contentions and who has complaints, who has wounds without cause, who has redness of eyes? Let's well, check this out. Those who linger long at the wine, okay, here we go. Those who go in search of mixed wine that's the key to the whole conversation. mixing the holy with the unholy. they want to mix things to suit themselves because <clears throat> They want the word to be what they want it to be. They want the truth to be what they want it to be. For the hour that we're now living in, there's an old wineskin and a new wine. What are you filling your wineskin with? Own version of Christianity, or are you filling it up with truth? You should be lovers of truth by now. Where it says, Don't look at the This is what wine does. This is what mixed wine does to you. Messed up. Don't look on the wine when it's red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent, and it stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things, and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you'll be like the one who lies down in the mist of the sea, or like the one who lies at the top of the mast, saying, They have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beat me, but I did not feel it. And when I wake, that I may seek another dream. That could deal with alcohol. I think it depends upon the level of maturity that you're operating in. But for me, for this conversation today, to me, it dealt with people mixing the holy with the unholy and then being so addicted to it, being so addicted to their method or their uh, low standards in Christianity or their version of religion or self-righteousness that they're caught up in this place of mixed wine. And God is saying, man's ways are not God's ways. There's a way that seems right to him. So I hope you're encouraged today. Happy Friday. We're wrapping this up today. My name is Dr. Missy Hood. If you're leading a church home, go check us out at Ezekiel's Will.org. Email me, Yeshua Navigator at gmail.com. We'd love to train you and also help uh, you get some freedom. looking to get some freedom and deliverance we train our intercessors up really uh, proficiently hopefully Uh, but we'd love to work with you definitely consider doing that i hope you're having a great week and i hope you have even a better weekend if i don't see you the rest of the day then hopefully i'll see you on tuesday as we wrap up and then start our next conversation but until then have a great weekend guys bye-bye